Welcome to the Filipino American Woman Project podcast show brought to you by our family on biasboba.com. We're your co-hosts, Jen Amos and Nani Dominguez-Smith. After three seasons of sharing stories for Panay's by Panay's, we've gained the knowledge and language to articulate our experiences, and now we're ready to tell our own. As we venture off into the world of business partnership, we want to bring you along for the ride. Keep listening to hear how we explore our Panay identities together as podcasters, content creators, and entrepreneurs. Now, let's get into the show. best way. That's why it's our recording. Yes. Cheers. All right. Cheers, Nani. And oh, wait, I'm not going to show that they're not advertising on our show. So I can't show you. Mm. But this is yeah, no like sparkling water. Hey, everyone. Hello. Hello to the final episode of not final episode. Oh, my gosh. Don't freak out, y'all. You're like, wait a minute. You just started season four. <laughs> Welcome to the end of Filipino American History Month. As you can see, Nani and I are enjoying enjoying our beverages. And I'm not going to tell you what I'm drinking because they're not an advertiser on our show now that we're doing that. But I will yeah. let you know that I am drinking a spiked sparkling water and it's amazing. And if you see us, if you're watching this episode on YouTube, then you can guess for yourself. You are probably familiar with what Jen is yes. drinking. But if you have yes. the visual, then you'll be able to know. <laughs> She's exactly. just not going to say it. I'm just not going to say it because they are not an advertiser. So great opportunity for anyone who is a beverage company that is looking to advertise on a podcast. We are open to that now. But Nani, we made it. This is our fourth episode that we have released for season four of the Tifa Project, as well as for the month of Filipino American History Month. I can't believe it because if you think about it, before this, we have technically been on break for well over a year. We wrapped up season three back in August. No, back at the last Filipino American History Month last year. And since then, we had released, you know, bonus episodes throughout the year, sometimes once a month, every other month, all that stuff. And, you know, the stars aligned and it felt right for us to start our next season. And in addition to that, we thought, wow, what a coincidence that we can actually kick off season four for Filipino American History Month. I'm just so happy to have been back with you and and start off season four strong with everything you and I have had to juggle with offline, online. Like y'all don't know, we love Dennis because of how well he makes us look organized. Yes. So quick shout out to Dennis. <laughs> yes. Amen for Dennis. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all you do. Yes. And so with that being said, we want to make sure that we end Filipino American History Month, not the season. I know we just started. So we want to end Filipino American History Month strong. And so what we want to do is give you a final recap of what this particular month means. So we, we want to talk more about what Filipino American History Month is in context to the organization that created Filipino American History Month and actually pushed it out there for it to be a month to celebrate which was successfully done by the Filipino American National Historical Society, FONS for short. So Nani and I are going straight on their website, FONS-national.org. That's F-A-N-H-S-national.org. And of course, we'll have this in the show notes for you. Nani, I'm going to have you kick us off by reading the start of what this particular month is about. This year, the theme of Filipino American History Month is according to FONS. So Take it away. Okay. 
the Filipino American National Historical Society, FONS, is pleased to share the Filipino American History Month 2022 theme, Celebrating Our History and Legacies, 50 Years of Filipino American Studies, 40 Years of the Filipino American National Historical Society, FONS, and 30 Years of Filipino American History Month. The year 2022 marks several anniversaries in Filipino American history. 50 years ago, the first Filipino American studies classes were taught at UCLA and UC Davis, with classes previously established at San Francisco State University and City College of San Francisco. 1972 was the year in which Filipino American studies began to be taught across multiple institutions and states, with Filipino American studies classes being established at Western Washington University and the University of Hawaii in the mid-1970s. Over the past 50 years, college-level Filipino American Studies classes became instituted at colleges and universities all over the country, from Oregon to Michigan to Virginia. More recently, Filipino American Studies curricula have been established in K-12 public schools in California, Hawaii, and Seattle. Filipino American Studies scholars have also emerged across multiple disciplines, from history to humanities to psychology to education with numerous books, journals, articles, and multimedia works that provide knowledge of the experiences of Filipino Americans in the United States. Awesome. I mean, let's Ooh. just take a quick second to recognize right. that. Well done, by the way. Well done. That, okay. that deserves a drink. Yeah, cheers. <laughs> that deserves a drink. So cheers. You did it. Thank I'm you. proud of you. I needed that. <laughs> very proud of you. I'm sure our listeners are very proud of you as well. And so let's just take a quick second to recognize that Filipino American studies has only been in the California school system for the last 50 years and only available to the UC colleges. It's, it wasn't even in public education. We have to recognize this. This is, this is not part of the standard public education. It was offered through UC colleges, not even the state colleges. And so UC colleges are a lot harder to get into versus, you know, the state colleges, like I went to San Diego State and, you know, community colleges, et cetera, et cetera. So I just want to take this moment to recognize how amazing that is. And at the same time, how for some people who choose to not go to college, how inaccessible mm -hmm. that is and how this, how in a sense, the fight still continues to, you know, make um, Filipino American studies more accessible to the general the general public. And actually, this reminds me of why I wanted to start Tifa Project to begin with is I just wanted to make our stories and education more accessible through means such as social media, and now podcasting. So yeah, any any thoughts about that, Nani? I mean, it's pretty incredible 50 years, that's almost a twice as much as, yeah. as our age. No, we definitely <laughs> in one of our recent newsletters, I talked about doing like a timestamp review and how a recent project that we worked on together for Tifa was doing that for me, you know, an opportunity mm -hmm. for us to slow down and stop and say, look at all we've done, look at where we are and look at where we still have to go, you yeah. know, just doing like a quick assessment of that. And so I think that's essentially what this paragraph wraps up in terms of Filipino American studies, both like how they mention at the end, like conventional and unconventional ways of learning, such as this podcast. So we're celebrating mm -hmm. all that we've done in the last 50 years and all that we have like been able to formally establish, I think is what people look to fonds for is to like how our community is formally established and like positioned outwardly. Mm -hmm. And so it's cool to look at that. It's also cool to take a timestamp review of like 
how much our community has changed and evolved and all that's going on in it today. And then also, like you said, the fight still continues because for people like me who did not go to a traditional college, I didn't have access to any of that. And the only way that I've learned anything that I've learned about our culture is through my own lived experience, through my family and my friends, or through unconventional learning and like independent research, like joining this podcast and, you know, all the other things that I've done. So I like that idea of like the timestamp review. Yeah, love it. Speaking of fawns, in October 1992, actually, no, this is that the Oh, yeah, yeah. Speaking of fawns, the second thing that we're celebrating is in 1982, Dorothy Ligo Cordova founded the Filipino American National Historical Society, FONS, as is the acronym, which is the oldest national Filipino American organization and the only national group committed to promoting and preserving Filipino American history. For the past 40 years, FONS has educated Filipino and non-Filipino people through conferences, workshops, lectures, films, artwork, and other media about the Filipino-American historical experiences and contributions to the U.S. In 2016, the Fonz National Museum opened in Stockton, California. And as of 2022, there are 42, 42 Fonz chapters across the United States. Okay, everyone, we took a quick second to bring on a special guest on our show. Hero, Hero, if you're watching via video, Hero has joined us. Hi, Hero. Hi. I'm going to look, I'm going to try to be really happy because I notice you smile and you don't cry when Auntie Jen looks really happy on the camera. So while he's not crying, Nani, do you want to continue to, to read okay, the next paragraph? paragraph and I'll just continue finally. to make faces. Okay. So yeah, finally. Okay, jumping so, back in. Look, look at Auntie. I got to have him look this way. Hero. Okay. Okay, finally, ahead, October. Oh, God, he's pushing my box, my audio box. <laughs> okay. Oh, no. okay, don't Hero. disconnect anything. You got this. Finally, October 1992. <laughs> there you go. Was the first time that Filipino American History Month, FOM, was celebrated in the United States. A year after, FONS passed a proclamation spearheaded by Fred Cordova <laughs> since then. Tom has been celebrated <laughs> annually all over the country. Okay, sir. This is fun with wine and hero. This is great. Wine yeah. and hero. Spiked sparkling it's water. This is, great, okay. this is a great way to end. Uh, it's, a, it's Friday and it's the end of Filipino American History Month. And it's the Filipino end of Filipino American History Month, right which is the point that we're trying to drive home for you all. So yeah. even if I don't make it through this reading, I am happy to be closing out Filipino American History Month with you all. Here, tell, tell him to look at me. <laughs> Why do you want to pull hey, this buddy. so bad? Why? He's all like, I have something to say. He's like, I'm Filipino too. <laughs> Just use your words, baby. <laughs> Hero that is about what that? he's trying to remix this episode into. <gasps> yeah, he's uh. totally just... You know, he's he's a special guest. Yes, he's a special he's guest. our celebrity cameo for the day. Okay. All right. Well... Would you like me to finish this? Yeah, or, you should or probably you, uh, finish you it. Wanna... <laughs> I will mute okay. myself so, so you don't hear him uh, banging yes. on the microphone. Uh... <laughs> oh, my God. He's so funny. Okay. All right. So I'm going to swoop in here. And as Hero joins us, if y'all are vo- joining us via video, I hope you are because it's so it's You always have to so now fun. join us <laughs> via video on YouTube. 
so that you can see what's happening and and why I cannot finish the paragraph. So yeah, yeah Dennis, yeah. don't even cut that out. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is all great. I love all of this. Like y'all need to know, here's the thing. This is part of our experience. This is us adding to Filipino American history is the fact that like, we are incorporating all that we are onto the show. And there's so many things we need to juggle. Um, you know, a lot of things that, yeah, there was a lot we had to, you know, juggle to be here in this moment. And now to have our special guest hero joining us, I mean, it's all part of the experience. And that, as far as I know, Nani, people love hero. Like they, like they aren't bothered Let's by hope. him being on. And <laughs> yeah, and I, and I do know that like when our listeners listen to old episodes, they're like, oh, wow, it's so weird to, to hear Nani without Hero in the background. So yeah, I'm going to say it's a positive thing. <laughs> and we love you, Hero, and we're so happy to have you on Thank our show. Thank you, Auntie, for the positive <laughs> reinforcement. Yes, yes. That's that's who I try to be for, for my mom friends. But let me go ahead and uh, swoop in here and read these last two paragraphs for all of you in regards to Filipino American History Month and Fawns. So finally, finally, for October 1992, this was the first time that Filipino American History Month was celebrated in the United States a year after Fonz passed a proclamation spearheaded by Fred Cordova. Since then, Filipino American History Month has been celebrated annually all over the country with initiatives by Fonz chapters, local community nonprofit groups, government organizations, and college student organizations. In 2019, U.S. Congress declared October as Filipino American History Month, and in 2015, President Obama celebrated the first Filipino American History Month at the White House. So if we really think about this, and let me just do the math on my phone so I don't make a fool of myself. So Filipino American History Month has really been around for 30 years, which is pretty wild. It's basically my younger sibling <laughs> because it's only 30 years old. And let me go ahead and wrap up the rest of this section here, which again, you all can read more about it at the Fonz website. Through the development of these three institutions, Filipino American Studies, Fonds and Filipino American History Month, we recognize how Filipino Americans have initiated collective grassroots efforts to ensure that our voices are heard, that our experiences are recognized, and our histories are told. Thus, we acknowledge these major historical markers in our community, and we encourage Filipino Americans and their allies across the country to collectively celebrate Filipino American History Month 2022 with these legacies in mind. Wow, that is amazing, amazing, amazing. Nani, I, if you're there, <laughs> like, if you're not, it's okay. But can you chime in real quick and just kind of share your thoughts about what we're really celebrating this month for October 2022? Oh, oh, yes. So as I touched on before about the Filipino American Studies issue, I am loving to take a timestamp review on that and also how you said to continue the fight to push that forward and make it even more accessible, not just at university level, but even below. So I love how they touched on their initiatives for public schools, K through 12, and what the kind of vision is mm -hmm. for that. And yeah, so that is, I think, all I can say now. <laughs> exactly. As Hero starts to dance and celebrate Filipino American History Month with us. Awesome. Well, thank you for trying to get a, a word in there. And if you all are joining us via YouTube, this is our life now. <laughs> this is our life now. And I'm here for it. I just want to let you all know I'm here for it because, hey, this is our show. And this is how we build it. This is how we grow it. And we're very unapologetic about it. And we hope that you all appreciate it. 
The last thing that we want to announce to all of you, this is incredibly, incredibly exciting. For the first time, so as of tomorrow, the time of this recording that's coming out, this, you know, this recording is available, you know, Friday, October 28th. Starting Saturday, October 29th, for the first time at the California Museum, our resident historian here, Stacey Ann Batarina Salinas, who is also the co-founder of the Bolosan Center, has created a Filipino-American-inspired exhibit at the California Museum. And this exhibit is going to be available from October 29th, 2022, until April 9th, 2023. So that is a long time. In fact, I think that's six months worth. If, I were, if I'm to count the months here, <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, six months worth of this exhibit is going to be available at the California Museum. So let me go ahead and share with you all one more time. I know I had mentioned this in past episodes, but this is definitely worth mentioning again, especially because this is going to be available starting tomorrow. This exhibit is called California is in the Heart, exploring the critical role of Filipino Americans that have played in our state's history. This exhibit is all about highlighting stories, events, and towns that represent the Filipino Californian spirit. California is in the Heart, presented in partnership with the Bulonsan Center for Filipino Studies and with the support from the Filipino American National Historical Society Museum, so FONS, underlines a critical role of Filipino Americans have played in our state's history. The exhibit highlights their influence in the Golden State from their first landing at Morro Bay in 1587 through the labor and civil rights movements of 1960s to current leadership in local and statewide office. Never before exhibited family photos, including my family and Nani's family, tie into a map depicting Filipino towns across the state, while artists provide unique perspective as their work supplements a historic timeline. Additional sections celebrate the life-saving work of Filipino nurses through the pandemic, highlight women's roles in the Philam community, and address efforts to combat AAPI hate. Again, this is available now. Oh, also, the additional exhibit support is provided by the California Nurses Association. So this exhibit, the California is in the Heart exhibit at the California Museum, definitely took an entire village to be possible and to be available at the California Museum for six months. Nani, I'm going to try to check in with you here. Any, any thoughts you might want to add? Yeah, can you still <laughs> hear me from this far away? Yes, yeah. Just, just enunciate if you can. Yes. So this is obviously really special to us because our families are featured in it. And mm -hmm. yeah, I just really, really thank Stacy for thinking of us for this mm -hmm. initiative that she was doing, because I know this is really huge for her. It's her first museum exhibit that she gets to curate. And for her to want yeah. our families to be included in the story that she tells, it's just I'm so honored and I'm so humbled. And I can't wait to see, you know, I know I turned in a bunch of photos and mementos from my family that either did or did not make the cut in terms of like the mm -hmm. pixelation requirements and all that because they're old photos. But whatever did make it in there, I'm really excited to check out. And I have a, a trip out there with my family planned to see. And I just keep thinking about what my grandparents might say if they knew they were featured in a museum. Um, and yeah. yeah, I don't know what they might say. So I'm excited to see it with my family and get their thoughts on that and just reflect on 
hopefully how honored they would also be. Yeah, it's truly an honor. And I do want to take a second to give a shout out to the nonprofit that has been working with my family to write my dad's biography. So this nonprofit is the Price of Freedom Foundation. And they have really, like I said, worked with my family to help collect my dad's photos and his history of someone who served in the US Navy. And one of the crazy things I found out, Nani, is in their research, they found out that even before my dad joined the US Navy, he actually served in the Philippine Army. I mean, this was in the, I believe, in the 1970s. And actually, Stacy had educated me some time ago on what was going on at that time in the Philippines for someone like my dad to decide to serve the Philippine Army. But Shout out to Dennis. Actually, it's funny, not our editor, Dennis, but Dennis is the founder and CEO of the Price of Freedom Foundation. Keith Hayden, who is our main author, editor to help tell my dad's story in this upcoming book that's going to be coming out in which I'm happy to share with all of you at an upcoming book club. But I want to credit them because I do know, as far as I know, they're going to be referenced at the exhibit. So again, it took an entire village to make this possible. And we think you know, what better way to continue on celebrating Filipino American history beyond Filipino American History Month by now going to this exhibit at the California Museum and really learning the history of Filipino American history in California specifically. So congratulations, Stacey, and to everyone that was involved. And, you know, what a beautiful way to wrap up Filipino American history, Nani, is that, you know, we are not just excavating our past, but we are now writing our future. We are participating in history by actively putting something such as this together. And like you said, you know, I'm extremely humbled and honored. And this is really all thanks to all of you, all of you who have been part of our podcasting journey for the last three years, and especially to Stacy, who believed in this project, the Filipino American Woman Project, way back in 2017, when I was still doing Facebook Live. So we go way back, Stacy, <laughs> Stacy and I go way back. And it's just so beautiful to see how we all are continuing to grow in our professional careers and more importantly, support each other. It's beautiful. And my last shameless plug here, since we're talking about supporting each other is this is why we have decided to, you know, create something such as the five day reflection series on our Instagram group chat, which you can learn more about in our first episode of this month. And why Nani and I have decided that it's time for us to create some kind of coaching slash mastermind program for our content creators, our storytellers, our authors, our entrepreneurs, business owners, anyone who wants to walk along this journey with us, because we do believe that we can go further together. And that's it. That's all I have to share. Nani, before we dive into our final recording of this month, you and I had a very candid conversation about our journey. And so far as being business partners together, and you're all about to hear that in a second. But before we do, Nani, while uh, Hero is giving you some time, any any final, final, final thoughts before we jump into that conversation? No, I'm just excited to be evolving our community and our culture and doing what we said we wanted to do, which is build a self-sustaining community. So in every aspect of you know that phrase, I try to live that. And I think that Mm -hmm. these next steps in in our journey only make sense according to our kind of vision, our our community. So we're excited to just be manifesting that with you guys. Yes, I love it. All right. Well, Nani, this was fun. I definitely need another beverage after this. In the meantime, I'm incredibly proud of us for just making this happen. (laughs) Despite all our obstacles. (laughs) Yeah, we were dealing with a lot to get this recording done. And we hope you all appreciate it. And 
know that this is not easy for both of us. Like we don't have expendable resources to just really sit here and record. This was truly a juggling act. And like I said, we hope that you appreciate it. And we hope that you show your appreciation by investing in us and however you want to get involved, whether it's, you know, being a part of any of our offerings or even just financially supporting us on biasboba.com. So um, all right, Nani, happy Filipino American History Month. I'm so happy to spend a third year celebrating it with you. And I hope to continue celebrating it with you Same. for years to come. I appreciate this timestamp of our project, of our community, again, of our culture, and just look forward to continuing to evolve it. Love it. All right, y'all. Well, with that being said, please enjoy our final conversation where Nani and I give you all a sneak peek into what it's like to be business partners so far. And enjoy. Yay. <laughs> Bye, Bye for now. now. <laughs> and yeah, we're just excited to dive back in with you guys. Yeah. And the, the last thing I wanted to just wrap up is, you know, checking in with us and checking in with how we have been since we've decided to make this mental shift, you know, to put on our figurative, you know, going from the co-host to the podcaster to an entrepreneur. And, you know, I, I have a lot to say about it. But Nani, I know this is kind of one of your first major entrepreneurial endeavors with, with anyone. So I'm curious what your initial thoughts have been since yeah. saying yes. <laughs> to- well, my initial thoughts have basically been, I have always shied away from doing entrepreneurial things um, just because I hadn't had any interest in doing it. And so only since finding you and connecting with you and building the relationship that you and I have, have I taken an interest in doing something like that. And so I want to note that as a very, very important point, because I don't think that if I would have never met you, that I would be you know, interested in doing this at this point in my life or at any point in my life, really, because it's just not in me. I think a lot of what we were talking about offline which the listeners won't necessarily understand, but we will dive into on a further TJN session in the in the future, is really reconciling that like inner conflict that we have as Filipino Americans to either adhere to our kind of cultural, the way we were raised up and the way that we've taught to live in the world and this kind of like interdependent nature that we have versus living in America and having to put on that kind of individualist mindset or individualist hat in order to just stay afloat. And for me, that's a very, very real internal battle. And so I just want to note that I'm very, very turned off normally by anything that requires me to put on that individualist hat, right? (laughs) And only with you do I feel the confidence and the kind of like even desire to want to do it. I think it's one part you as my co-host, as my ate, as my friend, as my sister. And the second part is this community that we've built, that we feel responsible to maintain and to grow and to feed essentially. And because of those two things, I am in constant search of ways to improve my skill, of ways to learn, of ways to you know, just expand my perspective and take the time to reflect on how I can reinvest my learning back into growing this community. And so 
what I'm trying to get across is that that's a collective effort. That's an interdependent effort that not only requires me doing that and you doing that, but also you, the listener. And so whatever way you choose to engage with us, however you choose to support this work, you know, we've given you many options now and we just hope that you do because we hope that you realize how important this is and how impactful it is, you know, shown through my story, shown through Jen's story, shown through your story that you either have or have not owned and shared with the world yet. So we just really want to hone in on the power of doing that and and show the world what we're capable of. Wow, that was all the applauses, all the all the snaps. I can't do snaps. All the snaps and the applauses. You know, I can't do snaps. Oh, thank myself. you. Thank you for doing the snaps for you. <laughs> thank you for doing that on my behalf. Yeah, thank you for sharing all that. And, you know, my initial thoughts is I'm in a season in my life now where uh, and I was saying this with you offline, it, it's it's becoming a lot of energy. It's becoming to require a lot of energy on my end to interview someone that's new in my life, you know, having to compile the show notes or like, you know, having to like in my other projects, like I have to do the pre-interview, I have to collect the notes, I have to prepare it. And then of course, facilitate the conversation and everything. And I'm beginning to find in three years of podcasting. And I think at this point, I think I've, I haven't counted, but I'm pretty sure I'm somewhere in between 500 and 600 interviews that I've conduct, conducted Ooh. in the last three years, which I'm very proud of. Yes, thank you. I will take all the snaps. But I am coming to a place now where it's like that was fun at the time because I needed new connection. I was hungry for it. I was hungry to, as we talk, as we hint at or as we talk about extensively in Chismas of Jenanani, I was trying to find a reality out of the current reality I was at that time, which was a really dark reality. And I was so fortunate to have found it, you know, through podcasting in the community. And now that we do have community, I'm now challenged with for myself personally is what's the new language I need to sustain these relationships? And I have mentioned this, like, I I actually was just talking about this with someone. I said, you know, growing up as a military child, having moved around for the first decade of my life, every two to three years, it was easy to just pick up and go. Like if you had a problem with someone, oh, bye, you know, I'm not going to see, we're not going to be here forever anyway. But now that I'm in a place where I'm committed to my relationships, I have to develop new language in sustaining them. And part of that is if there is any conflict at all, you know, fortunately, Nani and I are really good at communicating with each other. And I'm forever grateful for that. You know, at the same time, I, I want to be realistic in knowing that there could be co- those conversations, you know, and I think part of what I'm learning now t- is to get out of my own comfort zone and rather than, let's say, retreat or shut down or, you know, find an escape route to just kind of go through that brick wall in a sense and actually deal with an issue head on if it happens. And like I said, so far, so far, so good because I think Nani and I communicate really well, but that I want to let you know, Nani, that that's the insecurity I have within me is, can I like, yes, we're business partners and we're sisters and we're all, we, ha- we have all these shared experiences with each other. Can I learn the language to make sure that I still honor you? I still respect you. I, I, I talk in a way that makes you feel respected and and loved and cared for and knowing that no matter how hard this journey could become, because it will happen, that we remember fundamentally that we care about each other and we want our best interests in mind. So that's where my headspace is. I know that sounds a little like that's a lot, yeah. but that's where I'm at. That's what I yeah. care about right now. Cause I, I don't, you know, as you know, this is going to sound, someone's going to cry hearing this, but like, I don't want to lose what we have, you know, the, the, and I'm in a place in my life now where I'm, 
<laughs> wow, I'm getting emotional now. I'm, you know, I've moved on from my abandonment issues. I really have. And, but now I'm trying to navigate that space of like, okay, well, if I don't have that anymore, what do I have? Mm. How do, you know, how do I sustain relationships? And I'm, you know, I'm realizing this in, in a lot of my relationships now, you know, whether they're in person or online, but especially with this new dynamic we have together. So anyway, that's my initial thoughts. <laughs> can, wow. you, can you save me real quick? <laughs> of course. There, that's such a valid thought and such a valid emotion to have. And I love, love, love how you tied it in at the end to you recognizing, you know, the way that you kind of held on to your abandonment issues. And I think a lot of us do that, whether it's abandonment or something else that you have, think that we all have that one thing or that one kind of internal narrative or story that we tell ourselves over and over again that we kind of use as a scapegoat mm-hmm. in yeah. order to not do things that scare us or challenge us, challenge us or, you know, make us feel like, ooh, can I do this? Like the imposter syndrome. Yeah. And that's, I think, the stage that we're in right now is like, okay, we know, even if it's still coming up, we know this is imposter syndrome. We can name it. We know what to do to like, you know, move through it ideally, but in real time, it's, it's harder said than done. And we're in the space now to where we've kind of like pushed the button. We're like, okay, we're doing this. And Mm -hmm. now you're having a very real thought, which is, wow, we've built this whole community. We've built this project, this relationship, this working relationship with each other. And that's actually what I want to protect the most you know, because we haven't even really started, gotten started yet. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's a great thought to be starting with because A, I don't think that there's anything that could ever really corrupt our connection in that way. And I think that that's why we've been both very intentional about the way we've gone about this and actually deciding to pull the trigger on this and actually put into action all the things that we've been talking about. And B, I just like we talk about with our political differences all the time, like we know how to agree to disagree. And so Mm -hmm. if there is ever anything that comes up in that way, I'm sure that we have both practiced enough already with each other, not just out in the world, but with each Mm -hmm. other specifically, how how to do that and how to work through those differences in a way that's harmonizing for both of us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And whatever that looked like, if I have a certain vision of this new project that or this new endeavor that we're going on, and you have a completely separate vision, I know that I will never be so tied to my vision that I won't be able to see or hear your vision, you know, and mm-hmm. we're both allowed to have our own versions or visions of success, essentially. But since that's already something that we talk about so often and so regularly, and it's such a normal part of our conversation, I don't envision it being a, a touchy point for us, you know, even yeah. if the content of our discussions is touchy. So that's hopefully reassuring for you. It makes me feel reassured. And again, there's no one else that I would feel more confident <laughs> doing something like this with. So I think that the nature of our relationship as it already exists, I hope that that speaks to just the confidence that I have in whatever we decide to do together and whatever we invest ourselves in. Because I think what I've been hearing this whole episode is like, oh, you know, we want to do A, B, and C, but we don't have the capacity. We don't have Mm -hmm. the resources. We don't have the language. We don't have the community. You know, like Mm -hmm. we're building all those things though. And we are going to have all those things one day. And when that time comes, 
we're going to be ready to handle whatever it is that the universe hands back to us because we're having these difficult conversations now or we're being forethoughtful about those difficult things that might come up, that do come up, that usually come up when people do things like this. Yeah. Ah, well, thanks, Nani. I feel like you mothered me again. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> you reassured me. That's what you did. <laughs> and thank you for, uh, you know, just responding in that way and, you know, allowing me to be quite open about my own insecurities. I, I think that is important to mention and to share with our community and most of all with you. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm excited. And I'm looking forward to, I hope our listeners are looking forward to seeing how this unfolds. <laughs> yeah. I think that my only last thought that I will share is that what you just said got me to think again about that conversation of the internal battle in us, mm -hmm. the individualist, you know, kind of conformity that we have to yeah. deal with versus our interdependent nature. And I think that, you know, we talk about that often on the show all the time. We try very hard and, you know, you've been an entrepreneur for years and years and years. So you already get the idea of having to kind of conform into that American individualist mindset. But mm -hmm. I think that because we're coming from a background in which we're really familiar with each other, we're always going to fall back on that interdependent nature, which is in my mind, kind of like a safety net for any kind of business or project that we take on together. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I feel secure, safe, and excited for what's yes, to come. Because we have our culture to lean on and we have our relationship to lean on and we have our community to lean on most of all, which is why we are recording this conversation right now for you to listen to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, the listener. Y'all are welcome. <laughs> <laughs> well, Nani, I think this is a, a great way to wrap up our conversation. Uh, here we go. You know, yeah. and now you guys get to see how it unfolds in real time. So keep listening. Yes, keep listening. And we hope that with all the options we gave you at the beginning of this conversation, you will join us in one capacity or the other. So yeah, that's it. With that said, thank you all for listening. And We'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time. Bye. <laughs>Thank you for listening to the Filipino American Woman Project podcast show. Do you want to continue to be part of the conversation? Then join our Discord community for free today. Check out the link in the show notes to join us now. And don't forget to subscribe to our weekly newsletter for the latest show updates and episode releases. The link is also available in the show notes. Lastly, if you wish to support us on our journey, consider showing us some love on biasboba.com. That's all for now. Chat with you next time. Yay! <laughs> <laughs>